Hashtag old friends at Peter Zachari. Hashtag verse TV 243C. Yes, uh, that just gets my deep down, well, it's not that deep down, but my inner homo, just, uh, yes, Golden Girls. Also, I initially thought that this was like their performance at the Tony Awards or something, which, in retrospect, it's like, why would the Golden Girls show up at the Tony Awards with a special performance. But it's my understanding what it actually is. Their, yes, Sondheim performance was for something that was like for. It wasn't Broadway, but it was Broadway related or something. Either way, whatever it was, I love it. And. Call me an old school gay. Yes, you can do that if you wish. Yes, okay. But I love and miss the glamour of, I don't want to say the old days, but uh, back in the day, shows would require such glamour. Nowadays, and I love everybody, right? Of course. Nowadays, it's like, it's more about making a statement with your outfit, less about being glamorous. The gl glamorous life. The glamorous life by, uh, I think that was Sheila E. I remember years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, she really is a person in the music industry. Maybe he was just doing that to like name drop or whatever. But he straight up called her Sheila Escobedo. And I was like, what? He's like, yes, back when I was working with Sheila Escobedo, I was like, yes. I, the uh, recording studio that I interned at while I was in high school. Thank you. Thank you, Sound Production New Orleans. I think that was the full name. It was called Sound Production, and it was in New Orleans. But thank you, because those were wonderful experiences to learn. 
and learn from you. Thank you. And I, I get it. Like I, I've even heard a, a man complain kind of in like a decade or like 10 years ago or so complain about the fact that while women get to wear all these big, fancy, extravagant, classy, classic gowns, men are, it's pretty much just a uh, tuxedo. And it's like, I get that. And maybe I could go as far as to like put some sort of misogyny in there why it's the woman who has to dress up. But I think as a society, what we need to get to the point is to be comfortable, man or woman, can wear whatever he or she or they want to wear. Ooh, yes. You know, like if a man wants to wear those classic gowns that the women of Golden Girls were wearing when they sang that song, let him. If a woman wants to wear a suit, three-piece to the next man in the three-piece suit. Spend all my dough, yay me, cutie, shoop, shoop, I do be. Like Scooby Dooby, too. I like you and your big jeans. You give me nice dreams. And when you want to scream, ooh, ooh, I like what you do. When you do what you do, you make me want to shoot. All right. I remember that because, well, <laughs> I, I don't want to say because, Ellen, but that, that was a substantial part of it. But yes, I, I remember that word for word. And yes. And. Yeah, you should let people wear whatever they want. So, yes, men should not be restricted to only suits. Maybe they can wear a gown. You know, it'd be cute. Maybe they're, like, in Indian and African culture. And I know India is a country, Africa is a continent. So, I'm, it, the comparison is not necessarily right all the way but they have the men can wear some really beautiful like long flowy outfits and it's like okay if you're a, a man go ahead and wear something like that you don't necessarily have to do the shoulder pads yes shoulder pads oh my gosh and the people in the comments were so there were so many uh gay family members in the comments who we're talking about, yes, yes, all right, shoulders, yes, shoulders, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, and I loved it, I'm totally here for it, I, I'm not sure, like, if B. Arthur was wearing shoulder pads, it, it, it was very little, but absolutely for Blanche, um, Rue McClanahan, Definitely had shoulder pads. Um, Rose, Rose Nyland. But Betty White had a little bit of shoulder pads. I'm not 100% sure if Estelle Getty, Sophia, was in shoulder pads. But yes, shoulder pads. I remember back in the day, my mom used to have 
shoulder pads and her work suits, you know? And it'd be like, yeah, shoulder pads. Uh, it's my understanding that's kind of like a thing of the 80s, maybe the early 90s. But still, it's like, yeah, shoulder pads, okay. And yes, hearing this song reminded me of how very much I miss singing with an orchestra because, of course, you know, I'm a classical voice minor and in college, you know, singing in the university choir, a lot of our songs would be with orchestras, you know, and I, I just miss those days and just the, uh, the warmth of the horns and the, uh, everything it was just marvelous, simply marvelous. And I, as far as B. Arthur and that particular performance, I thought it was pretty cool as she was doing the eyebrow technique because I remember years ago when my voice coach in, in the minor, in my minor, again, minor of classical voice, she, she told me sometimes you can pitch yourself up by raising your eyebrows. And she did it so seamlessly, so effortlessly to maintain her perfect pitch. But it's like, yes, because you can. And if you pay attention, you'll see like other artists in general, some, sometimes, some of them, because not, anyway. <laughs> some of them will raise their eyebrows on certain notes and that, that pitches you up. And it really does work. Take it from somebody who has gone flat a lot. It really does work. And yeah, it, it, it works if you're going like just a little bit flat, you know, and you raise those eyebrows. Practice. You practice and you raise your eyebrows just a little bit on those notes and you'll be on pitch. I still remember one time I was singing in choir and, and the choir director was like, somebody is flat. And the dude who was singing right next to me, he was like, Aaron, it's you, you're flat. And I was like, is it me? He's like, yes. And I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, anyway, but it was cute and cool. So the wrap-up thought is seeing this performance gives me words like classy and upscale and elegance. Elegance. Gives me words like elegance. But maybe the, yeah, yeah. Maybe the definition of class and upscale and elegance just has changed over time with the generations and I don't think that should be a problem. I guess I not I guess because for crying out loud, there are there are a lot of things that need to change with time. I will say personally, personally, me myself, I I do miss the days of the elegance at shows. And now I will say this, I don't love 
having to dress up for events. I do it, but I don't love it, but I do it. I'll do it, you know, but I, I, I again, I don't love it. So the hashtag, well, no, we're not doing that. Not no more, but, um, the, what is that comment? The comment is okay. We're making good time when we, okay. This comment is coming from MC kit Rick zero zero. All right. Zero zero, possibly a class of 2000 which would make him a fellow millennial yes all right what he said was the, glo uh, the golden girls made me a happy homosexual the only thing missing about the show is that there were only ever a small handful of song and dance moments okay i will say this yeah i have enough time really quickly i fell in love with the golden girls like my gay like really came out with that and i remember sophomore year in college i don't remember what channel it used to come on but it would come on and i would just get my happy on i would love watching it especially when they would show and bites your i'm not biting my tongue i'm not biting my lip and i'm just not gonna say what i was gonna say all right but yes i used to love when the golden girls would come on whenever the golden girls would come on and especially like a marathons don't even get me started anyway so yes, brother, I agree with you and the, the homosexual family. Yes, family member. All right, family. Yes. Talk about it because yes. And even though mm, there's so, so much complication to that. So I will just say like, share, subscribe and share again. Thank you. And next up, we have hashtag Mickey Domain at CBS News, hashtag First TV 243D. Text Mickey Mouse in Steamboat Willie. Disney loses famous Mickey Mouse copyright in 2024, along with many others. Copyright protections on many well-known books, films, and musical compositions are set to expire in 2024. Disney's Mickey Mouse is getting a lot of attention as one famous iteration of the classic mouse is set to enter the public domain. CBS News, Jolene Kent has the story. So, I, 
I just realized, well, not just realized, but as I was preparing my answer for this video clip, I realized that if corporate giants like Disney can lose their copyright to public domain, to entering public domain, then that tells me that the so-called poor man's copyright, you know, making up the thing and mailing it to yourself, really does not hold necessarily a lot of water. And I will say this. Well, it was interesting in the video because it was actually a video, but anyway, it was actually a video and they spoke to the fact that decades ago, Disney had to fight for the ability to keep their copyright, which is like, okay, well, well, that's a cool thing. I, I get it. I get it. You know, they were fighting for the cause and they were able to keep the copyright and I get it. Eventually copyrights run out. I guess, you know, it's, it is what it is, but with Mickey Mouse entering public domain now, it does have me wonder what the future holds for our mousy partner of Mickey Mouse. And that part of what they showed in the video clip was that Winnie the Pooh, which I used to love Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, yes. Winnie the Pooh recently entered public domain as well because the time passed and the um, copyright ran out. And, and I guess that makes sense because another thing they said in the article was, not the article, but in the video, was that a lot of Walt Disney's works actually came from the public domain uh, sphere. So it's like, oh, okay. So now some of Disney's works are entering the sphere of sphere of public domain. And it's, it is what it is, I guess, you know, it's, it's not like huh, they didn't make their millions or perhaps billions at this point. Well, the Disney brand absolutely billions, but as far as Winnie the Pooh, with that entering public domain. What somebody did was they decided to make a Winnie the Pooh-ish movie called Blood and Honey. And it was a slasher film for Winnie the Pooh. And it's like, wow, really? What? Is, is that a sign of the times, like where we're going? Because people are so what we are now that we're, we want to turn a beloved character, a beloved premise for a show like Winnie the Pooh into a standard, um, slasher film. I. I don't like that. And I, I get it. Like the person said in the video, 
that you didn't see, but you, well, that you didn't hear, but you saw was it's understandable because, you know, shock value will make people go to things, but I wish we wouldn't do that. And knowing that Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain and they made it a point to say, not the modern Mickey Mouse, but the oldest Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse is now the public domain, but anything else is like, oh, that's still under a uh, contract under copyright, you know? But it seems like today, and maybe it's not just today, maybe it's always been this way, but today, absolutely, a whole heap of what Hollywood is presenting to us as fresh and new, shiny and new, like a virgin. A whole lot of what Hollywood is presenting to us like a virgin is just old, the same old stuff from the past, just rebooted, tweeted and rebooted, reboot, retweeted and rebooted. That's it. And now with Mickey Mouse in the sphere of public domain, be prepared to see potentially. And you heard it here first, if it happened. You heard it here first. Be prepared to see a slew of Mickey Mouse Steamboat Willie content being tweeted and retweeted and rebooted. Somehow, you know. But I, I, I th here's the thing. They say, so yes, you can do Mickey Mouse because Mickey Mouse is now public domain, but you cannot do it and do it as if you're trying to promote a Disney thing. You cannot do it and promote it as a Disney thing because you don't have the rights to that. But you can do it in its own right, on its own thing. Like maybe just the drawing of Mickey Mouse is, I don't know, is somebody make make him gay. Wouldn't you love that? I would love it. Mickey Mouse gay love story. Um, artisans out there, if that's the, the right word, I think the right word is this artist. Artists out there, plural. Some, somebody go ahead and draw that up. Um, I, I'll write a script. I might even be for real with that, though. That, that would be cool. That would be interesting. The Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse character as a same-gender-loving mouse. Man, Mouse Man, My Mighty Mouse, Mouse Man, remember? Isn't there, anyway, wait. But yeah, stuff like that, you know, but you can't do it as if you're doing it at all connected to Disney if you don't have some rights for that. Anyway, all right.
Yeah. Like, share, subscribe, and share again, and click like again. Thank you. Yeah. Hashtag live mic TV two four three at subtle Raya. Hashtag first TV two four three E. So that's one of my favorite songs by Mariah. I recently saw Mariah Carey in an interview, actually, talking about her favorite songs are not always singles. Her favorite songs are like a lot of the deep cut album tracks. And as far as the two referenced with that scene, that was, of course, Fly Fly Like a Bird from her, oh my gosh, the Emancipation of Mimi album, yes. And then right before that album was her Charm Bracelet album. And this, the person whose video was tagged was, is their name, Subtle Raya. And I get it. It's coming from Mariah Carey's song from her Charm Bracelet album, another one that I love. I love that song, Subtle Invitation. And I used to sing that song, thinking about this dude. I always think about him. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. In high school, one of my uh, female friends was like, they called me boy crazy or whatever. I don't know why. But I, I don't think she said, I don't know why. But I think she might have been like, I, I, I just am. And for me, I was like, yeah, I'm boy crazy too. I didn't tell her that because I was still very much inside. 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 By Monica. Anyway. But yes, I was very much inside at that time. But in my mind, when she said that, I was like, ooh. Like, even in high school, I was like, ooh, me too. Yes. Oh, and. Oof. Anyway, as far as the song, I remember I used to always try to convince my mom that Mariah Carey was like right up there with Whitney Houston, you know, and I, because my mom and I both love Whitney Houston, which is another reason why I only stand for Whitney Houston, only Whitney, 
but I I love all of my good divas, and right here it's one of my good divas. But I only stand for Whitney Houston, and when I would tell my mom like. Mom, Mariah Carey is like just as good as Whitney Houston. Mom would be like, no, she's not to me. And what's so interesting about that song, Fly Like a Bird, is it was during the Hurricane Katrina benefit concert. Mariah Carey per performed that song and i remember my mom called me while i was at work and she was like aaron i'm watching the hurricane katrina benefit concert and what i like about it is that they're not announcing the names of the artist like because it's not about the artist it's about the benefit But I'm watching somebody right now, and oh my gosh, she is singing her butt off, and I think I am afraid to admit, I think I'm watching Mariah Carey. And I was like, wow, after all of those years, after all of those years, and guess what? A few months later, We had to go to the hospital to see where my mom was taken with the ambulance. And she was pronounced DOA just a few months after that. And i.e. in January. So needless to say, well, not needless to say, Mariah Carey did that performance at the Grammys a few months after the Hurricane Katrina performance. And when I tell you, when I saw that performance at the Grammys, I, and it still gets me, but I was so wailing in tears. And this is why, particularly because of that part that they showed in the song where she belts carry me home Lord carry me home yes because I, I think about the fact and going back to when I one of the random questions was like what's the best gift you've ever given and I you know it being random just pop up I didn't think about this but it actually was the gift that I gave my mom sorry bed bugs are horrible the gift that I gave my mom when we first moved to New Orleans Louisiana from upstate New York Middletown At the beginning of the move, my mom was kind of like, oh no, what have I done to my son, taking my son away from his friends? 
in upstate New York and making him start a brand new world life here in New Orleans. And I'm worried about that. I hope everything is okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I gave my mom a card. And in the card, I wrote, wherever you, wherever you are, home is. And that was my way of saying, I don't care that we moved from upstate New York to New Orleans, Louisiana. It doesn't matter. It's the two of us. And then fast forward many years later, hearing Mariah Carey built Carry Me Home, Lord, Carry Me Home. Just a few months after my mom passed away, I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I remember one of my classmates in high school from New Orleans, of course. I remember talking with her in my early, mid-twenties. I think like 24, now that I think about it. Uh, we had gotten in touch again. And she was like, so Aaron, how is everything? Because she actually knew my mom. And she was like, so Aaron, how is everything? And I was like, oh, things are good. How are things with you? She's like, things are good. You know, I'm a doctor now. It's like, of course. But it's like... So how's your mom? You know, I'm really appreciative that she gave me that job in high school and learning from her what, what I learned from her. And I told her that my mom passed away. And her response was, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I had a feeling. Like, and this was our first time talking since like high school. And she said she had a feeling. So, Going back a number of months to the, the guy, the Indian man, who was talking about um, people mixing up the concept of destiny. Like, what happened in the past is, look at that as destiny. Don't look at yourself as heading toward destiny. Look at the past as destiny. What happened is what was meant to happen. What do you say about the... being happy in the present and try to work to make the future better. Don't just say that, oh, the future, it's destiny. I'm destined to be, uh, don't just say I'm destined to be dot, dot, dot. Destiny is the past. And what happened is what was meant to happen. And in terms of, of New Orleans, really quick, like I, I know that they say Instagram shuts off after an hour, so I'm just going. But um, in the back of my mind, I always sort of 
feel like, felt like, maybe. Mom was supposed to go in Hurricane Katrina or something. But because she moved up to D.C., she missed Hurricane Katrina, although she passed away right after it, just out of the blue, out of the blue. She came home one day and she was like, they, I went to the doctor and they said I have a spot on my I was like, I don't even know what that means. And not too long after that, she had passed away. And in my mind, because when it comes to evacuating, evacuate, that's an interesting way to say it. But when it comes to evacuating, I remember I would talk to my mom and I'd be like, yeah, so if something, uh, a bad hurricane is expected. Um, please evacuate. But the interesting irony is the fact that, and I partially blame the news for this, but being in that area, being in the Gulf, period, because I'm sure it happens all over the Gulf, but every single time a hurricane almost comes into the Gulf, it's everything in the news is like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a big one. We're all going to be blown away if we don't evacuate. Everything's going to be horrible if you don't evacuate. Uh, or make sure to buy a billion pounds of bread so you can have something that, like that would be what would be all over the news. So people... Of course, you get desensitized to it. And my mom was always like, no, I'm not going to evacuate because I would, worst case scenario, I would stay and I would take an axe and I would bang the axe through the ceiling and climb up and sit on the ceiling. And I'd be like, but mom, you, you can't do that. You don't even have the strength to do that. You know, my, my mom was a very small woman. She liked to uh, feel like, like she was tall, but she, she was uh, small and thin. She, her driver's license said she was 5'6". She'd like to be like I was 5'7". But anyway, ultimately... I love you, mommy. And I'm not going to lie, since I'm so far in the video, I, I can talk about this quickly. I thank my mom for my relationship. I do feel that she is involved in this Julian and today marks a year so I think all right 
and we're about to uh, um, four, hour 14, an hour 10. I don't know. Maybe. What? I'll save it for next week. It'll be already made. No, I, I, I don't like that. No, because I might have some new stuff I want to show. Hashtag Cerebral TV 243 at Stage at Comedian Anthony DeVito at Ben the Curious at G.E. Whitmer Hashtag Verse TV 243F She held me down. Uh, she has been an amazing friend, partner, mother, confidant. She tags my jokes. She edits my videos. She helps. She is everything to me. She took her shoes off. She's been freezing all night for this. Uh, I love her. I would not be here without her. Uh, to my brother, uh, I dedicate this to my brother, Jason. He was my number one fan right after Melissa. He passed um, last year. They thank you to him for, for being so much to me. To the stage crew, to everybody who voted for me, for all those votes. Uh, that was just amazing. To, so uh, I don't know, I don't, get, I don't get nominated for other stuff. To the NAACP for creating this award, to see people like me and Tab and everybody who we win your phones, to to phones for being, you know. We're all addicted to our phones. We're gonna be on social media for the rest of our lives. So we're gonna be these weird elderly people who still use young Twitter language. And commercials targeted towards us, man, they're gonna use those words, but with the products we then need. Just be like, Activia, yogurt that just hits different. <laughs> Should be unboxing videos for canes. <laughs> Reboxing videos for coffins. <laughs> Comments like, I'm literally dead. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Does systemic racism still exist? Absolutely. My name is Ben. For the last 20 plus years, I work with individuals and organizations to heal and grow through compassionate curiosity. But just yesterday, many major news organizations reported on a recent report about the Navy Federal Credit Union. It's the largest credit union in America. And in 2022, they denied more than 50% of black applications for a mortgage, while at the same time approving over 75% of white applications. The Navy Federal Credit Union approved a higher percentage of white borrowers making less than 60,000 than they did black borrowers making more than 140,000. Black borrowers are more than twice as likely to be denied than white borrowers when considering the following income, debt to income ratio, property value, down payment, and neighborhood characteristics all being the same. Home ownership drastically improves an individual's wealth trajectory. And this is an area that America has failed black people over and over again, from redlining 
to putting in dams to flood thriving black communities, to carving up inner city black neighborhoods with freeways. We need to do much better. Don't be the white person who responds with, well, actually, it's a bit more complicated than that, because it isn't. Hope this helps. We're from Michigan. Of course we drink pop, not soda. We're from Michigan. Of course we think the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. We're from Michigan. Of course the fresh coast is the best coast. We're from Michigan. Of course we know how to pronounce Tequamanon Falls. We're from Michigan. Of course we're for reproductive rights. We're from Michigan. Of course we debate where up north begins. We're from Michigan. Of course we're always fixing the damn roads. We're from Michigan. Of course we know how to play euchre. Oh, right. Hashtag verse CV family. This has been week 243. I'm Aaron Mack. You can find verse TV, hashtag verse TV all over social media. Just search hashtag or pound sign B E R S T E A V. We're all over. Or you can go to hashtag or you can go to verse TV.com. B E R S T E A V dot or you can email me, Aaron Mack, at versetv.com. And that's A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V dot com. Talk to you later, social media family. Hashtag versetv family. Peace. Hashtag versetv.com. Stay blessed. Oh, right. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mag. Kevin, aka Basic Complex today. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. Reset. Two, four, three.